Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. If you can please open up, we're making our way through the book of Revelation. We're in Revelation chapter 22, verse 14. We're going to look at two verses here this morning, verses 14 and 15. The title of our message is Eternal Blessings, Eternal Blessings. A while back, my wife and I were driving down PCH near the Huntington, uh, downtown Huntington Beach area, and we were on the phone, and for some reason, it wasn't going through our speakers, so I was having a hard time listening to the person that was talking to me. So my wife had the phone in her hand, and I was driving, but because I couldn't hear too well, I grabbed the phone out of her hand and put it up to my ear while I'm driving, and she says, don't do that. I go, what? And she goes, you're driving. And I go, she goes, I think you're going to get a ticket. You know, she's like, I really think you'll get a ticket, please. And I was like, okay, okay. So I handed it to her. But she was gracious enough. She put it up to my ear so I can hear. And and I'm telling you, within a minute, less than a minute, a police officer came up on a motorcycle. And he was looking in. He was looking at, he was trying to see, is that your hand or her hand? (laughs) And at that point, I realized I was blessed to have a wife that's a prophetess. To she... And she, after she told me, she said, I just felt strongly that you were going to get a ticket if you held that phone. And I'm like, you were right. You were right. She likes to hear that, you know, when I tell her that. (laughs) We serve a God that blesses his people. And he not only blesses us, but he blesses us when we do it his way. God will never bless sin. He's not going to bless when somebody's walking in sin. It's not going to be like, well, you know, I love you. I'm just going to bless you. And you just keep your sinning and you keep doing. No, he wants us to do it his way. And when we do it his way, there's a blessing that's attached to that. We have a blessing God that blesses us. As a believer in Jesus Christ, when you accept Jesus as your Savior, we're going to have not only blessings here on this earth, but as we're going to look at in our text in these two verses, we're going to have eternal blessings. We're going to have blessings that will last forever and ever and ever. And that's what we're going to look at here in our text. So if you can please stand with me and I'll, I just want to read these two verses. As John the Apostle writes in Revelation 22, verse 14, it says, and can we say that word out loud right away? Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a... Can we say that together? A lie. Let's pray. Lord God, we we lift up these two verses, Lord, and Lord, you know what, what I have planned here, and I pray you use whatever you want to use, take away whatever you want to take away. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you notice, we're getting towards the end of the book of Revelation. And if you notice, I'm slowing down quite a bit. I don't want it to end. It's been so good. We're going to be going into, Lord willing, uh, 1 and 2 Thessalonians uh, after we're done here. I probably have two more weeks left in the book of Revelation. Then we're going to go in first and second Thessalonians. Why? Because uh, those two books are prophetic. Those two books uh, talk about end times, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the rapture of the church. And so we, I believe we're living in such days. We're living in end times. So we're going to kind of look closely at those two books. I'm looking very much forward to that. Here in our text, we've been looking at for some weeks now the eternal state, it's called. It's a, a time after the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ. 
And it's a city that we will dwell in as we've been looking at the holy city, the new Jerusalem. It's the worship center of the universe. It's where we're going to be. We're going to dwell there forever and ever. It's a place where the throne of God and the throne of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, will dwell. We'll have access to their throne. The light of their glory will be so bright, it says we'll have no need of the sun. We'll have no need of the moon because the brilliance of God's presence will be there in this place where we as believers will dwell forever and ever and ever. And that's the city we've been looking at. And so I want to do my best before I do that. I don't want to forget this part because I'd like to do this. I'm only going to have probably two more weeks to do this. Is to remind everybody that's here, especially if it's your first time or you that are watching online, that the book of Revelation is the only book in the entire Bible that promises us a threefold what? Blessing. Blessing. We're blessed when we read it, we're blessed when we hear it, and we're blessed when we apply it. And as I've been saying every Sunday, we just read it. We just heard it being read. We can close our Bibles, go home, and there's a blessing attached to that. But there's the application, and I pray that through these two verses we can, we can have some application. So let's take a look back at verse 14. So it says, blessed are those who do his, can we say that out loud? Commandments. We're called as believers not just to be hearers of the word, but we're to do those things that God has called us to do. When you give your life to Christ, he deposits deposits his Holy Spirit in us. He he gives us the ability to do the things that we couldn't do before by the power of the Holy Spirit. We, We have the conviction of the Holy Spirit that tells us, no, this is wrong. Don't do that. But not only the conviction, but we have inside of us the, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead living in us, giving us power over sin so we can do those things. So as we read the Bible and we, we see these things and God says, well, this is wrong, you know, lying's wrong, you know, all these things that are wrong, we look at that and we're not just like, well, okay, but I'm a sinner and you just set it down. No, you, you ask the Lord, please, Lord, help me in this area. Give me power over my sin. And when we do it his way, there's, there's a blessing. He desires to, for us to do it his way, and he desires to, to bless us for, for doing it the way he wants us to do it. Yesterday, I spoke at an annual event. So if you were at that event, I know there's a handful of you here that were there. So I'm going to just share just a, a couple things that I shared uh, yesterday morning at this event. So you have the right to just go to sleep right now. You don't have to pay attention to this part. But, but as we talk about God blessing, when we do it his way, I, I think about in, in Exodus... Uh, Exodus chapter 1. Remember when Pharaoh was concerned because the children of Israel were growing mighty and, and strong and there was just, they were multiplying like crazy and so he was concerned. And remember what he did? He, he wanted to kill the, the male children. Remember that? So remember it says the king of Egypt, that's the Pharaoh, he spoke to the uh, Hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was, was uh, Shifra and also the name of the other was Pua. I don't know why anyone would call their child Pua, but that's... <laughs> And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, check this out, and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son and you shall do what? Some things have never changed. But if it's a daughter, then she shall live. This was the government of the day. This was Pharaoh. This was the king of the day. He was giving a direct command. It's 
my law, kill the babies. And so the midwives killed the babies? No. What does it say? But the midwives, say it out loud with me, please. Feared God. And they did not do as the mandates of the government told them to do. Oh, no, I, just, I read into that passage. I read into that, didn't I? Didn't I read into that? But the midwives feared God. They didn't fear Pharaoh. They feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. There's a higher law. It's the law of God. If, it, if the government ever tells us to do something that the, that the Bible tells us that, that we're supposed to do, we obey God rather than government. We've been through that test for these last two years. It's like, choose you this day. Who are we going to serve? The midwives went through the test. But guess what? They passed the test. Not only, listen, not only did they pass the test, I want to show you something that I've never seen before in Scripture until recently, and this has really blessed me, because then what did God do? It says, therefore God dealt, can we say that out loud? Well with the? Do you know what that means? God blessed them for obeying him instead of the government. Seriously. God blessed them. God did well for them. God did good for them. It even tells us very clearly what he did. It says, and so it was because the midwives feared God and not the king of the day that he provided households for them. That The word household could either be translated either a house for them. In other words, God says, I'm going to bless you. Here's a home. This is thank you for following what I want you to do and not following the evils of the world. Or it could be a household, meaning family, brought them into a family and, and, and gave them, blessed them with a, a family to, to be with, possibly. It could be one of the two. We, we don't know. But the point is, they were blessed because they did it God's way. And there's different scripture. Daniel, Dan, remember the, when Daniel, uh, the law of the, the land was to only petition the king. You weren't allowed to petition anyone else but the king. So Daniel went into his house as he normally did, opened up the windows, and what did he do? He knelt down before the Lord. It was against the law. And God blessed Daniel. Interesting, isn't it? I hate when that happens. <laughs> when it happens to me, I've had, had it's happened to me before. It's, I love this quote. If you've never seen this before, Thomas Jefferson said, listen to this, don't miss this. When the people are afraid of the government, that's tyranny. But when the government's afraid of the people, that's liberty. Why? Because we, these are elected officials. We, we put them in office to obey what the people are saying. They work for us is what's supposed to happen. When we went down to Sacramento just recently to come against AB 2223, that law that it's, it gives the right to kill innocent babies even after they're born. And yes, if you don't know, if you don't believe what I'm saying, please look at last Sunday's message. I spelled it out as good as I could. But I thought they, we had over 3,000 people show up in Sacramento, more than I was told those that were there, more than they've ever seen in over 25 years there at the state capitol. And you would think that because of all the people, we the people are standing up, they would be like, okay, let's at least table this right now. No, they arrogantly pushed it through 11 to 3. And they were saying, we don't care what you guys think. That's tyranny. And it's wrong. But God. Amen? Amen. Great verses that go with this. I love James chapter 1, verse 25. It says, but he who looks into the, listen to this, the perfect law of liberty. That's the Bible. It's called the perfect law of what? Of freedom, liberty. It liberates us. And when you look into the perfect law of liberty and continue in it, in other words, you do what it's called to do, what it's instructing you to do, and you're not a forgetful hearer. You remember, you, you read the Bible and, or you're here at the service and you don't forget. 
Do you ever have this happen before? You go to a Sunday service or you go to a Bible study and then someone says, well, what did you learn? And you're like, well, um, uh, well, it was about, let's see, we were in the book of, what book were we in? We're, we're, yeah. Oh yeah, Revelation. We're in the book of Revelation and, and uh, what was the pastor saying? I don't know. Is this, that's being a forgetful hearer. No, we're to pray. Lord, help me to retain these things. You're not a forgetful hearer, but a, so we say that out loud, doer of the work. But listen to this. This one will be what? Blessed in what he does. You'll be blessed. When Jesus in Luke chapter 11 was speaking to the multitudes, he was teaching. And as he was teaching the multitudes, a lady cried out loud. Kind of, I picture this. He, he's teaching and he's instructing and, and she's, she's interrupting. She stands up and she starts yelling out loud. And what does she yell out loud? Remember this? It said a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice. In other words, above all the crowd, she raises her voice and says to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and blessed are the breasts that nursed you. In other words, yeah, Jesus, you're doing a good job up there, but your mother is really something. <laughs> Seriously, I don't believe I'm exaggerating at all. Why do I believe that? Because look at how Jesus responded. But he, Jesus said more than that. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. He was teaching this multitude. He would say, wait, wait, you want to interrupt? And I'm trying to teach them that they could follow in the right way. More blessed are all these people here that are listening to the word of God and they're going to apply it. More than his mother? You might share that with some of your friends. I'll leave it at that. We're blessed when we do it God's way. I was, I'm sure you heard this already. Oklahoma lawmakers passed two bills banning abortion in one day. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. So you have the Oklahoma uh, Senate approves of a near total ban on abortion, and then you have the House passes a bill that will ban all abortions after six weeks. So at least we're getting somewhere. God's going to bless that. These are innocent babies that are being killed, and these guys are standing up. But then you have this. You guys see this? I'm sure you've seen this. Department of Homeland Security, they're going to protect us. Don't you worry. Because now they have this unit of disinformation, but it's headed by this woman, you're going to love this, who said Hunter Biden's laptop story, that's disinformation. Don't believe that is what she's saying. She's the one that's ahead of this whole thing, right? Yeah, we can trust her. And listen to this. If you think you can really trust this woman, this woman, this is her, this is her statement. Okay, this head, she says, she says regarding free speech, she says free speech makes her shudder. Makes her shudder. Free speech? No, don't do that. Don't have free speech. In, this, in the article, it says, two days after it was revealed that Elon Musk had reached an agreement to buy Twitter, uh, Department of Homeland Security chief, this lady, announced that the creation of disinformation gov- uh, create, creates a disinformation governing board. That's what we need. Really? So what I see is that because Elon Musk bought out Twitter, and now he reason he states why he bought Twitter, because he wants free speech, right? So now the government's freaking out. They're like, wait, 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 we, no, we, that's a huge platform. We can't have free speech there. We've got to stop this. What do we do? Government, government, let's, let's make it against the law for them to talk this way. If it's your first time here, yes, we always talk about these kind of things. So. <laughs> with no apologies. Back in her text. Okay, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life. Remember this? We, we looked at this in verse two. I, I want to put it up on the screen in, in this chapter. 
So the tree was the tree of life, and I believe there are multiple trees the more I read this. It was in the middle of the streets, and on either side of the river, the tree of life. It bore 12 fruits, it yielded fruit every month, and the leaves were for the healing of the nations. I believe the, the leaves are, we don't need healing because this is heaven, we have glorified bodies. The reading of it, I believe if you really dig in those words there and you look at them, they're more like they give us extra energy or they're like power bars possibly, just some kind of spiritual nutrients that we need when we get into this new heaven and new earth. But as I was thinking through this, and please think through this with me a bit, part of our blessing, it says that we may have the right to the tree of life. It's, this is our eternal blessing that we're going to have, we're going to partake of these, these trees, the tree of life, and they're all over the place. And and we're going to partake of them. And I started thinking through this, even this morning, I'm thinking, okay, the tree of life, and then we're going to have 12 different fruits. So it seems like every month there's going to be a new type of fruit there. And so 12 different ones. So I started thinking through this. I'm thinking, okay, like, it can't be like this. This is what I, as I look at this text, it's not like we're going to take it. Sorry, there's an apple. Oh, yeah, apple. Oh, yeah, that was good. Good apple. Best apple I've ever tasted in my life. That's my eternal blessing. I really believe, listen to this. This is my opinion when I'm teaching the Word of God, I'm back here in the Word, but my opinion is because it's an eternal blessing, think of the best dessert you've ever had in your life and multiply that by a billion. <laughs> I believe that. Hot fudge Sunday, like the hot fudge on top of it with a hot fudge brownie Sunday, right? And you're going to eat this fruit and you're going to like, oh, that's better. Like, wow, this is great. Well, I, I truly believe that's going to, why? Because it's an eternal blessing that we're going to have. This is a heavenly place, a place where we're going to be with the Lord forever. And I really can't picture it's going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, good mango. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Well, well, in heaven, they don't have skin. You can just eat right in, into the mango. It's like, that's good. Skin must have been from the enemy because that's just great. You don't have to. <laughs> no seed either. Look, I don't need a seed. Probably all that, but I, I truly believe this, is, this food is out of this world. Literally, it's out of this world. It's going to be something that, like the best dessert you've ever had. And then, I picture this, okay? Our first time there, we go to this, we're going to like, whoa. I mean, I don't know if we have angelic pockets or, just, I mean, like, like we can store, we're going to be like, this is so great. But then we're like, okay, wait, in 30 days, there's going to be a different flavor altogether. And that's why there can't be one tree, because there'd be millions of people in line, like, waiting. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be right either. But seriously, think of that. I'm limited because of, I've got all kinds of like, dairy allergies and different allergies, so I've got, I've got limits of what I can have a dessert. Very rarely do I cheat. Sometimes I'll just, like, I'm just, I don't care if I get sick. I'm just going to eat this. <laughs> Put me in a coma for three days. That's okay. I'm just going to, I know the consequences. I'm going to be hanging out at these trees when I get there, and we'll see. So this is speculation, but I really can't see it being like an apple or a mango. Even as good as that can be, I believe this will be a, a dessert for us that'll be something beyond anything that we can ever imagine. And back, and obviously we're hanging out in verse 14, and we're not going to spend as much time in verse 15. So we have this tree of life that's part of our eternal blessing, but also that we may enter through the gates into the city. Remember, we looked at this in chapter 21. We looked at the, the gates of this city. Remember, it says there's 12 gates and 12, can we say that out loud, 12 angels at the gates. 
And the name written on them were the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So picture, we got these 12 gates, three on each side, with the names of the children of Israel. But then we looked at this before also. The gate itself is made of what? Can anybody help me out here? I know what it is, but pearl, solid pearl, one pearl, not pearls. It says one pearl. And then we've got these angels. And I, when I first read this, I just I could, like, I pictured like these angels with their fiery uh, swords, like they're guarding the city. And I'm thinking, wait a second, what are they guarding? There's no more evil. There's no more sinners. There's no more devil. There's no more Satan. There's no more demonic realm. It's gone. So no swords. They're just going to be like, hey, greeting us as we come in, giving us direction where to go. But think through this with me as we enter into those gates. I already touched on this a little bit. The throne of God is going to be in there. The throne of Christ, Jesus, was going to be there. We have full access. We walk through the gates. I, I don't believe we're going to even have to ask the greeter, oh, can you tell me where the throne of God is? Seems... <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're, we're going to know. We're just going to walk in the center of everything. We're going to see the throne of God. I don't know if we're going to fall down on our faces. We're going to worship. I don't know exactly. But my point is we have full access. Part of the blessing is, yeah, this beautiful gates. We got angels. But more importantly, when you enter into that city, we're going to be able to go right before the throne of God, every one of us for his throne, full access for all eternity, dwelling with him, the creator of everything. He'll be with us forever. For application, I, I think through this and I think through the fact that, guys, we have full access right now to the throne of God with prayer. No, we might not be able to physically go there. We might not be able to physically see the throne of God right now. But through prayer, we have full access right before the throne of God. We're allowed to go in. Now that Jesus Christ died on the cross, we can go into the Holy of Holies, the place that only the high priest could go in uh, when the tabernacle was here. He was the only one that was allowed to go in. But Jesus Christ, our high priest, made a way because the, t- the, the veil was rent, was torn from top to bottom. It's showing us just enter right in. My question to you, are you taking advantage of the throne of God? Pastor, I'm having so many problems. You don't believe it's just terrible. This is just, you can't believe it's happening. And yeah, I know we're all going through this. But the throne of God. Dad, I'm having some problems, Dad. Can you help? Matter of fact, we're told. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Our high priest is Jesus. We go before his throne, and we, it says he sympathizes with us. Why? He, he walked this earth. And it's not like we go before the throne of God and say, I know you can't understand, you know, you're God, I'm just a human being, but, you know, I've got these weaknesses, I've got these problems. No, he knows what you're going through. He sympathizes with everything that we go through, and we're told that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. It continues to say, therefore, because you know that you have a high priest in heaven that, that experienced everything that you've gone through except with no sin, he can sympathize with you, go in there confidently. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to say, oh, okay, I keep going in there and I keep messing up. And no, no, come back in. Go in there, ask him to help. He can sympathize with you and he wants to help you. He wants to help every one of us. And then you go in and you realize as we go through prayer, it's a throne of, can we say that out loud, a throne of grace. grace. Do you know what that means, don't you? Favor. That could very well read, go boldly into the throne of judgment. That would change the whole thing, wouldn't it? It's like, okay, here we go. I know I'm going to get a whooping again. Oh, man. God, I'm sorry. No, it says, come in. 
I sympathize with you. And my throne's even called a throne of grace, favor, come on in. And if it would stop there, it'd say, wow, that's huge. But it doesn't even stop there. And it says that you may obtain what? Mercy. Mercy. He knows every hair on your head. He knows everything about you. He created you. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.